You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Here today with a pretty timely topic. What are the things we need to be doing with our website and our marketing right now? You know, this is something that's been on the mind of a lot of business owners, and I've been asked a lot about as of late. You know, I've also been taking note of what some of the bigger brands are doing. And today we're going to talk about what are some of the things that you can do on your website to keep it up to snuff during COVID-19 and the reopening efforts. It's funny because when I talk about this, many of these ideas translate beyond the time that we're in right now. So if you are listening to this beyond the COVID-19 timeframe, you can totally apply these branding updates, you know, seasonally, for instance. It's super important to communicate to your customers the overall status of your business. You know, we're now moving into the reopening phases across the country, and you've got to let people know the status of your business operations. Are you open now? What are the hours? Are you doing curbside pickup? What are the safety protocols that you'll be following going forward? Are you only seeing clients via Zoom now? You know, and this applies to every business, you know, but a definite for retail and restaurants and these in-person services. And, you know, you've got to put this update in an easy to find place on your site, you know, preferably first thing. You can add an additional header to your site uh, that has the update. Um, I'm seeing this a lot now on university websites where they're trying to communicate with students and the campus community about the status of their campus ongoing. So many have put up a big colorful banner that has um, updates, uh, information updates and links. And I will say that this is not necessarily the most aesthetically pleasing, but it does get the message across and it's very easy to find. So sometimes you got to do that too. You know, but there's nothing stopping you as a business owner from using a free graphic program like Canva to create a more aesthetically pleasing graphic and to have that popped up on your site. You know, again, this can be in the header area or somewhere close to the top of your site. You can just add another piece in above your menu and your um, hero image. So other options, you know, you can add a pop-up to your site, which will appear upon your site loading. I work with a private chef client whose website we added one of these to, and this pop-up text just reiterated her training and certifications in food handling. You know, like that is reassuring when you go and someone is putting out information to meet you head on. So, you know, that's really reassuring. And I love that, uh, just addressing it right away. So I've noticed that with some of the bigger chain pizza restaurants, they are advertising this no contact pizza. 
You know, they tout how hot their ovens are and that there's no human touch after the pizza comes out of the oven. It's not even touched. You know, I love that they're, they've put this into their marketing. It's on their websites. It's on their television advertisements. You know, they're really communicating that piece to you. You know, and I just want to be clear that I am from Jersey and I know good pizza. And I did my many years stint in Brooklyn. So my pizza taste evolved and elevated even further. So I don't eat chain pizza, but I totally appreciate their marketing and they're letting their customers know the protocol up front. So, you know, that's a fun one. Um, Okay, so another thing to consider is placing this info that you're creating, this new header or this, however you're communicating with people, on multiple pages of your website. You know, maybe your homepage is not the first place that people are landing. You know, this update It can go onto your contact page. It could be on a product page or if you're a restaurant where your menu is, you can put it in multiple places because you want it to be found. You want people to, uh, you want to make it easy for people to know what's going on, your status, your hours, all of that. And you can apply this same way of thinking to your social media profiles, you know, by updating your banners and also the information in your profile with the latest info that's going on. You know, so we tend to think of these things as, you know, once we put them up, they're done and you don't touch them again. But really, you can go in and change things up for yourself when you have a special promotion going on or you're launching a new product. You know, not you don't only have to use this for when there's a worldwide pandemic going on. You use it anytime you need to let your customers know where to find you or what's the latest happening with you. You know, there's... um. With the banners, there's a extra space that you can use in your Facebook banner when you, it's actually clickable. So when you create a banner, you can put a little, you know, starburst on it that says click for more info. And when you click on the banner, a flyout pops up. So it gives you extra space to add like hours or, or a more in-depth update about how you're handling things. So that space is really prime and you should be using it for frequent updates about what's happening with your brand. You know, one thing I always say to my website clients is that, you know, your website is malleable. Nothing is set in stone unless you keep it that way. You know, the more you work in your business, the more your brand voice evolves and and the more your offers evolve. And so you'll want to update your branding or your content. You know, and you can also update these these pieces, like we're saying, during certain promotion times, you know, or when you have brand events happening. So, you know, really don't get caught into the, it's done, I can never switch it back. Like you can totally put up an update and then switch out your social profile or remove the banner from your website. You can change things around. You know, and I know, I know you were all thinking that it's so easy for me to be saying this because I do this every day. And that is true. It is easy for me. (laughs) But once a site is designed nowadays, making changes to the content isn't that difficult anymore. Um, You're really just a tutorial away from handling this yourself. It's also something that you can ask your web designer to do for you or have your VA do for you. You know, those are are things that you can delegate out. P.S. If you are delegating this out, The more prepared you are with your content, your graphics, all of your ducks in a row, the quicker and less costly this whole update process will be. 
You know, and this goes back to what I mentioned earlier. Once you've got this website adjustment skill or delegation set up, um, you can change things, you know, for the holidays or, you know, when you're having this special promotion. So this process and understanding or setting up this process opens the door for better communication with your audience and more business for you. All right. Another way to use your website is to communicate your latest through writing a blog post. You know, this is great not only for the communication of the message and the connection, but it's also good for SEO, which is search engine optimization. SEO is how you are found in Google and the other search engines. So writing a post for your site and infusing it with keywords is a great way to bring traffic to your site and therefore attention to your products and your services. You know, blog posts are highly shareable on social media, and that even furthers the reach of the message and the draw back to your website. I love that you can get super targeted with blog posts. I'm working with a client right now on a series of posts, with one being exactly what her business protocol is during this social distancing and reopening time. And with that, we'll be able to put a targeted title to the post so that anyone else searching the topic might find it. And even if it's not necessarily potential customers who find it, you know, that it may actually be other professionals in her industry, but their clicking over and spending time reading a thoughtful article actually helps boost her SEO ranking. So when you pop something into Google, Google does its best to deliver a result for that query um, with the answers that you want. So when you click on a result and spend time with it, like actually reading through the whole article, That tells Google that this content is worthwhile and Google serves it up even more. So, you know, even if you're putting something out there, you can, if if your potential client doesn't find it, you're still helping your overall brand by putting this information out there. You know, another idea to utilize blog posts is that you can use it as a calling card to your clients and customers. You know, you can send a post to them directly through a newsletter or a regular email, and you can let them read exactly what you're doing and how you are handling things. And if you're keeping consistent with content creation, and in this case, we're talking about blog posts, you can even have your post featured on your homepage. You can pull in your latest posts or certain post categories so they always stay the same, and have them pulled into your homepage. So this would also solve the update situation we talked about earlier. By pulling relevant articles about your process or your business and pull them onto the homepage so they're seen right away. You know, and again, this strategy crosses timeframes. You know, you can apply this approach when anything is happening that you wanna convey. These are all ways to bring things forward on a website. Okay. What else should you be doing? What if you're a virtual business or a full service-based business? The answer is content, content, content. You know, use content for your brand to build up an audience and build up or keep interest in your product or service until you can get back to reopening and to your other ways of in-person marketing or live event marketing. My friend Hazel has a company called London Guided Walks, and I'll include the link to her in the show notes. Obviously, these haven't been happening, but Hazel has been creating amazing content during this time. You know, she recently launched the London History Podcast, and this taps into her talent for speaking and her vast knowledge of the history of London. And she's also creating daily content for a flash briefing 
that will be about London daily events. So, you know, here she can talk about reopenings and things that are happening for locals. All of this content is keeping the interest going and actually expanding the interest in the topics that she talks about and what she does. So that when her business returns to in-person tours again, you know, she's been top of mind and she's even, um, you know, done a lot to build interest in what she's doing. And so that will drum up physical business when the time comes. Um, And I have to say, I'm not kidding when I have listened to these podcasts and, you know, it makes me want to add London back onto the travel list again. Uh, So, you know, definitely check her out. All right. Well, content can do so much for you and it gives you something uh, to direct people to that is completely on brand. You know, it gives you something to talk about on social platforms, um, you know, and this is something that, you know, businesses have been having you know, businesses that are on hold have been having a hard time sometimes thinking like, what should I post? Well, you know, if you're working content for your business, it gives you other things to talk about that are completely on brand uh, during a time that you may not have your doors open. You know, content can also facilitate sales at this time. So, you know, for example, say you're a florist and, you know, you're offering free online flower arranging classes. Uh, you know, through Zoom. And then you can create and package uh, the supplies up for curbside pickup or for to be shipped out so that you can actually, you know, be making sales. You're just shifting what you're doing a little bit and the content is facilitating those sales. So, you know, get a little creative about bundling your content up with your product as well. Content also lets you show your expertise And you use that to build your audience, and then you can track your audience. With making all of this effort to drive more traffic to your website, now is the perfect time to make sure that you have audience building pixels and analytics on your site. So do you have the Facebook ad pixel installed? You get this in your Facebook ads manager. You need to have a Facebook business page to be able to do ads and access the ads manager. But you put this code on your site and it helps you to create audiences when you're advertising. It will track like who has been on your site for what uh, during what time period. So when you go to make a Facebook ad, you can say, I want to show this ad to people who have been on my website in the past 30 days. Then you know that you are marketing to a warm audience as opposed to an audience that knows nothing about you because these people have been on your website. So you can talk to them in a little different way. You know, you know they know, uh, they have a little bit of an introduction to you. So using the Facebook ad pixel helps collect that data to be used at a later time. You know, another code to have installed is Google Analytics. And like the Facebook ad pixel, this works in the background, collecting data that you can access when you're ready. You know, you want to know what pages uh, people are landing on most? Google Analytics. You want to know where traffic is coming from? Google Analytics. Um, Having this info can help you make better decisions about your marketing direction when the time comes. So for instance, if you discover that much of your traffic is landing on a particular page, you may want to expand that type of content um, on your site. I have a client who has an article from three years ago that is still the most popular post for her. And one now is because It's done so well that it has a good ranking. So Google serves it up as a search result. Um, But it's also a reminder that content, uh, you know, what content is of interest to her audience and the content that her audience is looking for. People are searching out something specific and finding this post and staying on and reading it. 
So, you know, although we grow and evolve our content over time, the data is showing that the other content is still very relevant for her. So, you know, she can add that in or keep that going or even go back and update that post to something a little bit of a more of a boost to now. So those are some immediate things you can do to help your brand during social distancing and the reopening phase. You know, people are more and more ready to purchase now. So clearly communicate on your website how they can find you and how they can purchase from you. And then build out some content that supports your overall brand efforts. I'm back to share what I'm loving right now. And that is the music of Bill Withers. You know, Bill, Bill Withers passed away at the end of March of this year, and it was sort of a reminder for me to start listening to his music again. And since I have, it's become my Sunday afternoon playlist. Like, I love to just let all the music stream. He's got this whole smooth voice, and there's some songs that we all know and love, but it's just such of a time period for me. He's got a sound that really just takes me back. And he was really successful, even though his time was very short. He actually only was in pop music and, and in music, the music industry for about 12 years. And then he went on to go do other things. But he was so successful in that time frame. And even afterward, because he wrote so many songs that so many artists covered his music and then even went on to win uh, Grammy Awards and all of that afterwards. So I've totally been enjoying it. I want to share it with you. Feel free to um, ask me what my favorite songs are and I'll put them in the show notes for you. Okay, go play that music this week and enjoy. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.